I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, whatever part of the world you're in, whatever time zone you are mm-hmm. working to, you are very welcome. Do you think we're crossing that many more of us? Oh, without a doubt. Yes. I saw statistics Go on. four, six weeks ago that told me every country in the world has had at least one listener to the Keys and Grey podcast. So many countries uh, in the world, 165, I'm, I'm is it? I'm saying that they've had any more than one. That's just saying, <laughs> that's a minimum of 165 we've got. <laughs> I think it's 165. I, if I have omitted to say so, I can't remember, <laughs> even at this early stage. My name is Richard Keyes. And I'm Andy Gray. Uh, unfortunately, um, DJ isn't with us again this week. I understand entirely, Andy. He's a very popular boy in this part of the yes, world. Yes, he is. He's got an awful lot of things to do. Uh, he texted me this morning to make his apologies again, promising he'd be back next week, um, but adding that he hadn't yet finished his round of golf. Correct. Yeah. That's right. He's in the, there's the Doha Masters, Amateur Masters here at the golf club. It's, it's over yesterday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So well, good hoping to, to be still playing on Saturday because you've got to be in the top, I think it's the top 60 to be playing oh, that's on the easy. last day. For him, that's easy. Yeah, but scratch, there's no shots. From where it? he came from oh, with his yeah, golf yeah. to where he is now, that's Remember not a problem. How hopeless he was when we first started playing him. Yes. How good he is now. Yes. Makes me sick. Uh, new <laughs> listeners are joining us all the time. It's terrific that you've found us. If you are a new listener, tell your mates, please, where we are. Um, with production values, I think, Andy getting stronger and better week by week. Luis was on fire. Oh, he was on fire. He's on fire, Luis. Absolutely on fire. Do you know what he reminded me of? He reminds me of. It must be the Portuguese. I mean, when you think of him and Diogo Jota. Well, I wanted to start there with Jota. I I, I thought the the comparison was going to be even grander than that. I thought you were going to mention Mourinho. Oh, no, no. I wasn't going to mention Mourinho. Is Mourinho one of your top five? To Dubai. To Dubai. Uh, anyway, this podcast is available across all platforms, so give us a follow and subscribe. Please uh, leave a review. Uh, five stars is better than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media-wise, we can be found on both Twitter and Insta at Keys and Graypod. Keys and A-N-D, spell it out, Keys and Graypod. And we shall be bombarding you this week with highlights well, to ensure that excellent. we encourage others to join us. Good. So I wanted to start there, actually. Um, our top five, Andy. This is the Keys Angry Top 5. Diogo Jota. There you go. Where did he come from and why did we all miss him? And why is it only now, really, that we're beginning to have a conversation like this and say, you know what, 
What a player this is. Well, it happens. I mean, what age is he? 26? Yeah. 27? Something like that. He's not, he's not young. He's not a baby. Do you know what? Sometimes it happens, and it's a bit like, let's, let, let me throw a, a like. You know, Mourinho's had a lot of stick over the years for allowing Salah to leave Chelsea. Well, right? uh, the reason that he shouldn't get stick is that he wasn't there when Salah left Chelsea. Well, he was not? No. All right. Well, he, oh, De Bruyne. But he gets, well, De Bruyne, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, when those players were that age, they weren't what they are now. They were still learning their trade. They were still maturing. <clears throat> I think what we've seen from Jota, particularly at Wolves, was a player who flew under the radar without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, absolutely. Whoever identified him at Liverpool, whether it was Klopp or whether it was his scouting staff, whoever it was, then 10 out of 10. Because they saw something, if I'm being honest, I always thought the kid was decent. He was never an automatic pick, even at Wolves. You know, he, he played, he was out a couple of games, he'd come in again, he would get the odd goal. He looked busy, he looked sharp, he looked bright. But he never looked 30, 40 million pounds worth of football. No, he, he probably looked a bit like Adama Traore without the pace. <laughs> yeah, and, and a bit more quality in front of goal. <laughs> and a bit more, yes. Yeah. But he was in that category. Yes. It wasn't someone that you would look at and go, do you know what? Top He's six will be, be chasing star. him. No, and, and when no you consider way. he went in around about, I know not the same time, but around about the same time as Minamino, mm -hmm. the direction in which he's gone and the progress he's made is incalculable, isn't it? It is. I mean, he's taken his chance with both hands. I mean, if somebody had come up to me, all right, it's Liverpool and he's, he's at Wolves and that's a step up in anyone's eyes. That's a step up. So when Liverpool come calling... And you're Diogo Jota, and they say, we want you to come to your club. You go, you look at who you're up against, you think, who's your front three? Cool. Oh, hold on a minute. Yeah. Salah, Mane and Firmino. When Firmino was in his pomp, mm. by the way, when Firmino was the most important of the trio. So you'd have looked at that and gone, well, how, how many games am I going to get, Jürgen? Well, yeah. you get the League Cup, uh, and you might get the odd game here and there. And in fairness to Jota, he went, he was big enough and confident enough to say, yeah, I should be in this company. And I think I can affect it. And my goodness, he's affected it all right. Okay, here comes number four. Um, the FA's betting probe oh. centering on the I yellow card. I was going to ask you about that. I saw this. Mm. Now, this is something, Andy, that we have discussed mm -hmm. for a decade. Yep. We used to do these stories when we were at Talk Sport. Correct. And, and you and many others would always point fingers at me, telling me I'm a conspiracy theorist. And mm -hmm. I would just say that... For me, it, not only was it inevitable, it, it, it was obviously inevitable mm. that what happens elsewhere in the world was going to creep into the Premier League. Mm. Um, I remember, and, and you do too, mm -hmm. I remember being called into an office on a Friday morning once for a, uh, a pre-production meeting and, and told that under no circumstances was I to mention uh, Matt Letizia's book nor his admission that he tried to punt a kickoff in, into touch to win first throw in. I mean, <laughs> you see, we shouldn't laugh. I know. But, but, I mean, Matt largely got away with that one, and uh -huh. it's almost a sort of OPS, by the right. way, do you remember? Yeah. But, but this, Andy, I, I, I do concern myself that it is creeping. Right. Well, when I read the, the beginning of it, I was really concerned. I thought, wow, they're talking about 55 grand or something. Yeah. It was bet on, yeah. a, on a booking. 55. But then I read on and, and it's saying that, well, they've looked into it and they don't feel that there was anything irregular about it. So no. what happened there then? Well, between the beginning uh, and end of that article I read? I, I would suggest to you that somewhere in the middle of that article, somebody has said, we don't want to make too much of a right. fuss about this. Um, my view is that they will be concerned because it, 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 
is like unlikely to be a one-off, and I think it's more than likely it becomes regular. It's already happened in the lower leagues. And when, listen, we, we've discussed this previously on this podcast. When play, and I'm not talking about top-end players. No, when, no. Listen, when is enough enough? Yeah, never. Never for some. Never for some. Go all the way back to Peter Swan, the former England yeah. centre-back, yeah. playing for Sheffield Wednesday, fixing betting uh, on, on pools games in, in, in the 60s. Um, p- people, if, if, if sums of money are involved, are always likely to have their heads yeah. turned, yeah. aren't they? If easy sums of money are to be had. Yes. Easy sums. Yes. Because it's so easy to do. Okay, number three. Derby County on the brink of extinction. Yeah. Extinction. Wow. Um, uh, how can, how can Samuel this morning, it? Martin Samuel, this morning being Friday, terrific piece today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derby on the brink of extinction. They've already had 21 points deducted. Isn't that enough? Um, my information is Mike Ashley wants to buy the football club. Oh, okay. But will not buy the football club whilst there are legal matters outstanding with both Middlesbrough and Wickham. Oh, Middlesbrough right. claiming that they were denied the opportunity of a playoff place by Derby in the year they went on to win that playoff. Borough finished seventh, a point right. behind them. Wickham are saying they might not have been relegated from the championship last year. Last year, and they're looking. So they're looking for six million in compensation, and and Middlesbrough fifty-five million. I'm sure there's a settlement figure somewhere along the line. Must be. But I don't think Ashley wants to inherit this problem. Not quite. Right. I equally don't believe, surely, that anybody is daft enough to allow Derby County to go the same way as Berry over a matter of that in consequence. Yeah. Really, when you look at the sort of monies that have been poured into and out of staggering. that. Staggering. It's staggering where the club has, has ended up. Absolutely staggering. Um, how those how those guys, including Wayne Rooney, how they go in every day, um, train, work hard, not knowing whether they're going to be paid at the end of the month or whether they're not going to be paid at the end of the month, go out there, know that they've got to play harder than most because they want to stay up and, they, and they're, they're, they've done brilliantly so far in that attempt. But for a club like, when I think back, yes, there are clubs have gone to wall. And maybe fans of Berry, Kesey, and others who have folded over the years. But we'll be going to, hold on, Barry Kesey. What do you mean we don't want what, what do you mean? Sh- it's tough. If they don't run their, their properly, well, then like Berry, you've gone to the wall. Yes, Sorry. Th- th- there is that argument. And I understand it entirely. Yeah. What would an independent football administrator make of this? Seriously. <laughs> you tell me. You know, Mel Morris, local man, mm-hmm. local loaded businessman. Yeah. Local loaded businessman who bought his own club. Um, it, it's gone tits up. How have they done that? Is they, have they overspent? Have, have they been... I, I think they've overspent. I think they were overambitious at different times. Right. It is, it's the same with everybody in that league, isn't it, that wants to get promotion. You only need to go once to yeah. the Premier League. And, and you're made for a while. And you're done, yeah. aren't you? Really? Hunt, once, go once, earn a load of money, come down which, with Which is why I've plus. argued for a long time that parachute payments are wrong and that, that to come back with 100 million rewarding failure that that's the minimum that the team finishing bottom gets okay they're staggered payments but it is a hundred million drink we're the only sport that rewards failure in the way we do benitez that's what i mean that's what crossed my mind mil again for failure for 200 in the last two and a half years what's he had out of newcastle china four four, six china um i've got two at number two well, that's the top six then. The first one is Manchester United's home kit. It always makes me laugh when I see these stories. Really? Leaked. Leaked online. <laughs> Leaked by who? <laughs> what do you mean home kit? What do you mean? Well, new home kit for next year. There it is. Oh, I see. You mean pictures have been leaked? Yes. What do you think? Well, it's red. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> so that's Tell me what colour the shorts are. It's got a colour. Shorts should always be white. That season with Mourinho when they went black was a disaster. What did Fergie and Chester on? White? Always red, white, white black. black. And then do what you like. Yeah. But it's red, yeah. white, black. black. Yeah. And in Europe, we play in white socks, 
but but it's I thought you weren't bothered about tradition, like football and things like that. No, I am bothered oh, about okay, tradition. Good, good. And but, but, but by the way, listen, the colour is important. The collar is what's exciting a lot of mm -hmm. Manchester United fans. Mm -hmm. It's a throwback to Cantona. Um, so, but but it's 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 the suggestion. <laughs> this information is leaked. leaked. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Of course, it's leaked. Yeah. I need to get it out there now. Correct. Although it's good publicity. I, I, if I am if I am inclined, and of course I'm not. No, I wouldn't no. condone such a thing. No. Uh, if you're wanting to make replica jerseys, there you have it. The new United <laughs> one. Get out quick. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What will it be? 150 uh, quid? Like uh, oh, it's bound to be. My second number one. Uh, hey, number two. And my second number two uh, came from Andy Dunn. And I'm flicking through my iPad here and looking to try to find this. Um, it, it, it's a follow up to the suspicious betting. Okay. Um, he, he's suggesting that uh, in his column this week, a lot of money was poured on Granite Xhaka. Um, getting, what, getting sent off? Uh, here we are. The Football Association are investigating suspicious yellow card betting in relation to an Arsenal player. Right. Apparently, someone backed Granite Xhaka not to get one. That'd be good odds. That'd be good odds. And our number one this week, and this is something that you and I, and uh, I in particular, have discussed many times Premier League loans. Yes. Yes. Radical new plans to limit Premier League clubs to loan just six players per season. Okay. Six. Chelsea have got nine out, I think, at the moment. Listen, last year had, oh, what, right. 20, You've 30? Got to say, easy. Yeah. Jeez. Now, I understand entirely that, that it's, it's good for a player's mm -hmm. education to get out and try himself at a higher level than that which he might be playing at the club. But it's unfair. I think it's unfair. It I think it's, unfair. I think it's, I mean, what this doesn't say, Andy, this is a FIFA uh, announcement, by oh, the way. Right. What this doesn't say is that, and, and I believe fervently the Premier League should, stop clubs lending players to each other. Correct. This past week, a Chelsea player has been top scorer at three different Premier League clubs. <laughs> three. Uh, that can't be right. No, it can't. Brocha, Gallagher, and of course, yeah. whoever's Whoever leading at Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. That, that's wrong, Andy, because it, it, it does adversely affect the competition. Of course it does. If Conor Gallagher scores, I don't know, three against Liverpool that are critical, that cost them points... That's not right. No. So either commit or send elsewhere. Yes, would be I, my I, view. Well, I agree hundred percent. It's, it's it's wrong that he's not allowed, or they're not allowed for obvious reasons. I mean, they're not allowed to play against a parent club because you can imagine being allowed to play against your parent club and scoring a goal that costs your parent club the league title wouldn't sit very well <laughs> for your fans. So therefore, yeah, you can go on loan, you can go to the championship, you can go abroad. There are plenty of places where you can learn, your, you get some football and continue your education if you're young or keep yourself fit if you're slightly older without having to play for a Premier League club. I agree with you. Andy Dunn again, who you know I like to refer yeah, to often in this podcast, opening paragraph today. When Big Head was replaced by Slab Head during Manchester United's win at Brentford on Wednesday, there was only ever going to be one reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. What a great... Yeah. What a great... That's that terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's not, I is know. it? I know, no. You, you saw it, we all saw it. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was an absolute nap what his reaction was going to be. But... <sighs> You know, this is the same guy who 10 days ago was talking about setting an example, young players yeah. following him, uh, working as hard as him, accepting responsibility and discipline like him. I, I mean... How do you think Ranjit handled it? I think brilliantly, because yeah. I don't think, Andy, it's his problem. Why, why are you looking for trouble? No, it's not his problem. Why, why should he fall out with him now? Well, it's the late great Jock Steen, I think, who said that. Mm -hmm. Don't go looking for trouble in football, because it'll find you. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. 
Vranjic won't be there next season. No. He needs performances from him now. No. Whether Ronaldo's there next season, I would doubt very much. Your thoughts on that? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, whoever comes in, as you've always said, whoever comes in has to has to assess, okay, Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, brilliant. You know, for the club, amazing. For our social media followers, amazing. Um, for everything outside of playing, amazing. But at, he'll be 37 then, going on 38. Even at his age and even at his quality, is he going to be able to produce... Um, if I was a new coach going in, and and I was a big supporter of them going there, I really was. I thought it was a great move for what they co- what he cost them, and and I don't think, yeah, he said tantrums, but I don't think on the pitch he's disappointed. I think he's got his quota of eight goals. goals I think. He, well, I bet he's top goal scorer. Uh, he might be, but my view. Well, you know my view on it. Yeah. I thought it was a romantic signing. Yes. it was unnecessary. I, I, I think it was inevitable. He was going to cause more problems than he solved. And and does he really believe? That whoever is going into Manchester United in May mm-hmm. is going to build a team no, around that's him. That's what I'm saying. If you, if I was going in there as a new coach, uh, an ambitious coach, looking to the present and the future, you have to look at the present. You can't just look at the future. The present is very important for Manchester United. Um, then would Ronaldo figure highly in that? No. You might go in there and say, as Big Ron Atkinson said to you, you and I on Keys and Grey, our podcast, what, a month, two months ago? Very good, son. If, Very good plug, by the way. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, very like good. That? Yes. Am I getting better? Yes. Okay, good, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could have added the widely respected and enormously influential, didn't very well over, listened to. Didn't want to over no, that. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Over-egg the cake, my mother used to say. <laughs> uh, when Ron said, <clears throat> if he had been at United, he would have got Ronaldo and said, listen, Want you here, love having you here, want you help the young kids, know you can, everything you do, what you've done preparation-wise, but I'm going to use you sparingly, I'm going to play in certain games, yeah. and I'm going to have you sub in a lot of games, because I want you to impact, you impact the games. Now, that if that's an offer to Ronaldo, what does he say next year, if the new coach goes in and says that to him? I don't know what he believes lies ahead for him because the best days and by the way I agree entirely with you I've always said it for me the greatest over the last 10-15 years but what lies ahead not a lot Mm. everything's behind him now Um, I I might you know who's last to know when it's time to go you Mm. the individual yeah yeah. I remember it vividly really oh one day I woke up and I thought no it's uh it's time to go. And you're thinking, no, 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 I'll go, I'll go another year. And even when I left Rangers, that was, that was like a, a brilliant way to have ended. It was a year at Rangers and winning the title there. Uh, uh, when I left Rangers, I still thought I was 34. My knee was knackered. I still felt mm, maybe I could drop down the leagues and still play on. And then you think, no. And it takes a lot for the individual. It's like the boxers. Mm. Boxers never say no, Richard. Mm. A boxer always says, thinks, I've got one more fight in me. I've got one more fight in me. Uh, no, you haven't. And I think the hardest thing for Cristiano Ronaldo and people like him and Messi, who have been the greats for 15 years, because when that's one day he wakes up and it's not there, I guarantee you, I don't care how rich he is, how much money he has in the bank, how many followers he's got on his social media, the worst thing he'll wake up and do... I'm not going to play football again. Mm. And I'm not horrible. going to work today to smell freshly cut grass. Yes. I'm not going to strike sit in the dressing room with all my mates and have a mm. chuckle and a laugh and go training mm. and smash footballs into the net. And enjoy. No. I remember the late, horrible. great Ray Wilkins telling me, and, and, and Razor, we worked with an awful mm. lot, didn't we? Mm. Um, he said it's the next best thing, the TV studio. Yes. The studio 
to, to, to a dressing room. Aye, and is. I enjoy coming in for that reason yeah, because yeah. I, can, I can mix it can with it? the chaps again. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple here, that I, I repeat, uh, it's Friday morning. There's a game tonight between Watford and Norwich. Yeah, Don't know the outcome, obviously, for Saturday morning. But if Norwich win it, would you believe they come out of the bottom three for the first time in 52 matches? Wow, did it really? 52. <laughs> <laughs> That's consistency. <laughs> of, a, of a terrific level. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> and and wow. I also found this this week. Wow. A Premier League table put together by a supercomputer. I've oh, looked long and hard to find out what what information what is put into this yeah. supercomputer for it to come together with its conclusions. Is it but, given as a league table? Well, it's given as a final league no. table. No. Yes, uh, which is quite interesting. Let me guess. Can I guess? Yes, bottom okay. three. Bottom three. And that computer has given us Norwich. Yes. Burnley. Yes. Norwich, Burnley, I think the computer will have given us Newcastle. No. Ah! Watford. Oh, yeah. Reading up from there, Norwich, Burnley, Watford, down. Newcastle survived by the skin of their teeth. Everton. Shut up. Brent, stupid computer. Brentford, that's the bottom. <laughs> that's <laughs> the bottom six. From seven up. Oh, Brentford, what number are they? Well, that was just about where they said they would finish. 15, yeah. they said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, top seven. Uh, Man City. No I'm, not, I'm, no, I'm building up to number one. Oh, sorry. Seven. Oh, well, seven. Uh, West Ham. Yes. Six. Spurs. No. Arsenal. N no. Manchester United. Ooh. Five. Spurs. No. Arsenal. Yes. Four. Spurs. Chelsea, yeah, Liverpool, yeah. Man City. Interesting, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, just as an aside, and we'll see whether this happens or not, I'm hearing that Liverpool might have a problem with the Football Association as a result of their COVID postponements, having won the COVID derby last night yeah. to take a place yeah. at Wembley yeah. in the final. Um, it, it could result in disciplinary measures. It really? could result, worst case, and I believe this is what's being discussed uh -huh. around the club, in a points deduction. Well, what are they, what are they looking at that Liverpool may have done wrong. Well, there was a Are lot we of to there was a, yeah, yeah, yes because okay. uh, I don't know allegedly done wrong. Allegedly, there was yes. a lot of discussion around the false negatives, wasn't there? Yes, uh, the timing of of the uh, tests that uh -huh. were taken and and the verdict on the tests um, and Liverpool applying for a match to be postponed right. prior to that being uh -huh. the case. If that's so, then I would argue that maybe Arsenal have got a few problems. I mean, Arteta this week has come out and argued very, very strongly. Yeah, he has. Um, Combat they've up, done nothing he? wrong. Look, I, I, no one ever said that they didn't have injuries. No. Or that they weren't short as a result of players that they'd loaned. Correct. But worst case, they had two COVID cases. Worst case. Yeah. Well, they've, they've, they've slipped a second one in. Oh, okay. That's the, so that's the worst case figure. Two COVID positives. Now... He can argue all he likes, um, yes. Arteta. About AFCON, about yep. the, the African yep. Cup of Nations, about injuries, about Xhaka being irresponsible and getting sent off, missing the game. Can I go he likes? I agree with you. And I, I think I know what you're going to say, but they should have been made to play the, foot, the football match. Of course they should. They should have said, you've got half a dozen players in the under-23s or the under-21s, get them in your squad and, and play the football game. It's nonsense to think if you have one or two COVID tests, or three or four with COVID, 
with this, the, the groups that they've got the size of now, Richard, that you should be allowed to cancel. Remember Middlesbrough match. calling their own yeah. game off at Blackburn yeah. and, and losing three points yeah. as a result? And went down. Well, maybe, maybe the same rules that affected them the, apply now. The, the Spurs one in the last day of the season when they all went down with food poisoning. Yeah, and they played. Ten of them and they, they made them play. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm with you. Entirely. Um, our guest this week, Andy, a very good mate of ours, yes. someone who has been um, maligned to an f- enormous degree yep. down the years, yep. um, bearing in mind that when he came onto the scene first as a manager, he was regarded as one of the innovators. Correct. Do you remember? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that changed. Don't know where it changed. Maybe he'll have some thoughts on mm. that. But I'm really happy to say that our guest this week is Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Sam, how are you doing? Yes, very well, thanks. Back, at, well, I've had a spell of the the Omricon. I caught it on on the a uh, couple of days after I got back from Dubai for oh, there's a, a shock. Oh, there's so a shock. That's a shock. That's a shock. Where were you, Sam? Oh, again, <laughs> Dubai. Well, yes, my favourite place, as you well know. Yes, yeah. well, you wouldn't uh, have caught it leaving Qatar. Let me tell no, you that now. No, you definitely wouldn't. No, we're a lot <laughs> no, more careful here than they are in Dubai. <laughs> There we are. Anyway, good to hear you recovered. Was it a problem or not? Yes, I, no, no. The, the three jabs that I've had were were exceptionally good compared to the last time I had it. I mean, last time I had it, I was on. I felt like I was on death's door, but this no. time was pretty mild. I'm glad to say. Should, do you know what? Can I? I'm just going to ask you, Sam. I'm just kind of shooting off at a tangent here. We're only going to talk about this, but while you're mentioning Omicron and and the virus and what have you, what would your stance be if you were coaching now? One or two of the coaches. I've said Good Steven Gerrard, Jurgen Klopp. If I've got a player that I want and he's unvaccinated, I won't sign him. What would your stance be on that if you were coaching right now? If I was coaching Aye. right now, I would Aye. say the same. Would you? Uh, yeah, I would, yeah. I mean, we're far too soft over here, Andy, you know mm. what I mean? I mean, we're so soft, you know, that, that you know, people, people don't realise the consequences of people that don't have a jab. Mm. For whatever reason, I mean, you know, I mean, look at Australia. Yeah, they know how to do it, don't they? You know, well, Djokovic, it's, 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 even Djokovic, even Djokovic breaks the rules and they go right off. You go, yeah. get back home. I mean, that wouldn't happen over here. We, we'd have him in. We'd let him have COVID <laughs> over here and play. I'm telling you, well, yeah, this, no problem about it, that. It's yeah. not shooting off at a tangent, Andy, because today uh, I read in the Guardian, unvaccinated players at Chelsea could be barred from the return Champions League game against Lille. Of course, Because France. in France, yeah, you yeah. also require to be vaccinated. Wow. So it, it, it's an issue, um, whatever Boris but Johnson players, thinks. Players are, becoming, players are becoming pathetic in this world, uh, Richard. They're becoming, you know... <laughs> no, go on, keep going. Overprotected, <laughs> over, overprotected. They're becoming overprotected babies. Are you not? Well, are you, you not know, part we, of that you know. that culture, Sam? Did you know add to that, or were you different? You've managed in oh, this well, in this era. You, you, well, you have to change the way you manage to cope with it, otherwise okay. you won't get a job, Andy. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? You have to become the, you know, the arm round butter up. I mean, completely different manager to when I first started. Yeah. You know, you know. I mean, I mean, even to the point of you try and discipline a player, the PFA come in and say you can't. You can't do that. You can't find him that much. You can't do this. You can't. And you have to go through a whole load of, a load of interviews and and meetings, and then finally come to the conclusion. Well, I might as well have not bothered in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a real, real problem in terms of 
it, and it, it adds to lack of discipline today. What, what, what know, would you have done, we, Sam? What would you have done with Lukaku? What would, what would I have done with him? After the interview, <coughs> let me give you a steer here. <laughs> I, I, I said to Andy... After the interview... I said to Andy that I think uh, there's, a, there's a generation of managers... See, I think Reedy would have said, listen, son, you've been an absolute dick, but I need goals today, so get out there and you owe me. That, that's what I... Yeah. You know, a generation yeah. that we used to watch and be around. No, Sam, I think, would have been over that ilk. I'm sure he would. I don't know. Would you, Sam? Yeah, I caught Jeff Fiat on a Friday night and said he got 20 minutes to play and if he's no good, I'm going to bring him off and embarrass him in front of the press and he was caught out on a Friday night drinking Louis Ronda Cristel. So, <laughs> good lad. Good lad. <laughs> yeah. And, and how, did it, how did his 20 minutes go? <laughs> uh, he came off with 15 minutes to go and had a standing ovation. <laughs> there, you the well, that, the there you go. There you go. Andy Townsend told no, us a story you. recently, Sam. He said that uh, him and Gaza got caught out. They were, they were at Middlesbrough at the time due to play Sunderland and they went to Newcastle to watch a rock concert and walked into the same hospitality box as Reedy, <laughs> who of course... <laughs> <laughs> so, so they came to an arrangement. Reedy said to them, if you win tomorrow, I won't mention anything to Robbo. Yeah. If we beat you, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> Middlesbrough beat them. <laughs> was, by the way, bad managing Reedy. That was too much of an incentive. But obviously what Tuchel did, he he went the other way and, and took him out. And I, I just think he, he created again more problems than, than actually he had worth. initially. Yeah. He's losing it a bit though, don't you think? I mean, he look he looks like he's discontented with the performance of the players and yeah. actively in his body language. It's coming across when you see him in his interview and you see him on the touchline that he's, you know, he seems to be unhappy with the players and the way they're performing and as if it's, it's not his fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think as a manager, you cannot portray that. You can't portray that it's your fault. I mean, sometimes it is, obviously, sometimes you've got to look at yourself, but, you know, if you're portraying it, you've got to get behind the players and get them on the side. Like, and I think he had that last season, of course, but mm. is that where, in a way, now, with his... With his methods, are these methods so, so, uh, so some of the players are not quite on board as much as they were uh, last season. They've obviously got the same side. Yeah, is it? Is it? I mean, Sam, I always think of coaches, and I've always said to Keys when we're talking, and, and I think you would agree, is that you know you, you go in as Tuchel did last year, right, and everything just yeah. flows seamless. So you're not really having to work. Overly hard. Players are bought into you. You're no. winning football matches. Yep. You get to the Champions League final. You win it, right? You start yep. this season quite yep. well. All of a sudden, things aren't going well. Does that? Does a good coach see that, adjust, and figure it out, or does a coach go, oh, "Wow"? Do some coaches go, "I'm not quite sure how we sort this. Why? Why was it so good last year, and why is it so bad this year? How big a problem is that for a coach?" Fergie answers that. Fergie answers right. that by the fact he doesn't even let them get there right. before they even start. Mm. So before the pre-season starts, he's there and he's into them. And he's going, don't give me any of that, you know, we won the league last year or yeah. we won the cup. Or that's not good enough. We can't just do think that. We can rest on our laurels and just, and just ease off and then 
So he hammered it straight away before it even became a problem but, to but, his but players. He could, Sam, and, and, and it was, a, that, again, you're talking about a different era. You see, in a way, you've blazed a trail. Yeah. Keep taking clubs around about December, January, spend a few quid, deliver and, yeah. and, and walk. You know, when, when, when they used yeah. to change clubs in Italy every three years, I remember looking at that, that uh, formula and, mm-hmm. and thinking, wow. But, but it, I mean, are we there that maybe a coach's lifespan now is only 18 months, 12 in some cases? I think so. I think that uh, there's, there's the odd exception to that. The only exception to that is going to be, you know, obviously Jurgen Klopp at the moment. But, you know, after that, I mean, Chelsea renowned for yeah. nobody more than three seasons, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Even with all the success they've had, you know. So, you know, I, I think that... Uh, Moisey's got a chance of doing that more than that. Well, only if he doesn't go. Only if he doesn't go back to Everton. Only if he doesn't. Only if he doesn't go back to Everton. Yeah, I'd be testing so his it's, results. It's, it's shortening. It's definitely shortening. Mm. There's no doubt. It's definitely shortening In, uh, throughout every division. I'd say definitely. So I think you. I think the days of when you looked down at the academy and you set the tone of the academy and you set the structure of the academy a long long gone I agree as a manager I agree. because you can't afford to do it and there's so many people there that want to put the nose in anyway mm. you might as well let them get on with it and see if they've got a player i mean you know i mean i still say that the one thing that most clubs still should spend more money on don't spend enough is recruitment mm-hmm. and I think that recruitment is everything to a manager and everything to the football club the longevity of the club and I think that when you put yourself in a, a very strong position you can start buying players for the future mm-hmm. you have to get them ready first and once you've got them ready which is what Everton haven't done they've had so many attempts for so many different managers to get the, the first team right then you could start thinking about the you know, the players that mm-hmm. they bought in from the lower divisions to see if any of them were good enough. Did, did I hear Mrs. Allardyce just come in there, Sam? Did, did Mrs. Allardyce just step <laughs> in the room? No, she didn't. Sam, what kind of shape well, What kind of shape is the game in right now? I think it lacks... I think it lacks... A, uh, Contrary to what everybody said, it's only a personal opinion on over the years. It lack, it lacking, it's lacking a bit of entertainment for me. I agree. Andy, I, I don't see enough action in both boxes anymore. I see all this, yeah. this, this sort of keep ball like you mean. I think, you know, I think if, if, if Lukaku you know, or Calvert-Lewin are playing, which are the very few big centre-forwards in the Premier League today, by the way. Mm-hmm. Centre forwards are reduced by between five and six inches. Do you know that? Yeah. Well, you just look at. Well, it. funnily enough, I so, didn't. But I, 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 there's no reason you know, why I wouldn't have expected you to know. Yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> so, so, you know, so you, you, so playing off a centre forward has become. You'd be, you'd be, you would want to play today because they wouldn't play off you. No, I've said that. I've said that easy a lot. I, I, I admire centre forwards who I watch Sam, who jogging from yeah. side to side, looking at a position, yeah. taking a position, ignored, back yeah. across, shuffle across the other side, ignored, back across. Yeah. I've said uh-huh. Tiki's a million uh-huh. times. Drive you nuts sometimes. Unbelievable, you know. And I think that's just the brainwashing of, of 
the outside world of football in, mm. in 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 terms of what they expect or what they're saying should be the only way to play. I mean, and of course, when you start changing the rules to suit that and yes. make it even worse, I yes. mean, making it worse by playing it to your centre half in your own six yard, yes. not increasing the entertainment value. It's making it's making the centre half life extremely difficult for one. And most of the time, they'll give it away in their own half and give the opposition a chance to score. So you so, see, Sam, how how you know? I I I've never ever subscribed to the view that either you or I or my colleague here uh, were were um, were dinosaurs, because we like our football played differently. Um, but yeah. but how how do we dodge that allegation in 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 playing the game in a way that I think most football fans want to see? Manchester City, look. Glorious, mm-hmm. and and they're an exception. They can do it. When, when you when yes. you're trying to come out of the third division or or the championship, d- playing the same way with players that obviously can't, you know, there has to be another way to do it, surely. And how do we dodge the allegation? Um, always levelled at you, and you know it that 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 you know the long ball is is long since dead. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, well, I think that. Uh, I think that you can't get over it now because it's in, inaugurated in the FA. Yeah. And then the FA are telling everybody that, that, uh, and, and all the kids at 9, 10, 11, 12, even if you lose it, keep doing it. So there's a sad, there's a sad irony to that, like you mean, because all of a sudden losing it doesn't become a problem in that position or that area. So you're actually teaching them the wrong way mm. because losing it in that area is criminal. Mm. will always be criminal in the game of football because you're giving the opposition a shot at goal or one pass to score and that would be, you know, putting yourself in... I understand that they can have a goal, but mm-hmm. there has to be the reality of sometimes if it's not on, then you push up. Yes, I keep you telling Then you win a knockdown, you win a knockdown and you play from there. But this obsession about we can only play one way, probably why it's making it so boring, you know. Yeah, I think. I mean, I do. Th- I do think so. Would you think of this then? I, I think there's, there's exceptions, right? And I hate to say this as a as, yes. a, as a toffee, right? But I think Liverpool play the game differently, very differently from Manchester City. Take last Absolutely, night. Yeah. Take last night. Yeah. A long ball. Yeah. Trent Alexander Alexander Arnold's ball to Jota for the second goal. Brilliant. Manchester City would never score a goal like that, or very. Very rarely. Mm. Oh, they would, Andy. Andy, they would from the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, point taken. <laughs> the goalkeeper, but, the goalkeeper yeah. will play that goal, ball, and they'll yeah, score. Point. Believe yeah. you me. I stand corrected. You know I mean? You're right. He plays. He plays. The, he plays the longest ball in the Premier League. He but, does. But the but, one thing about him is it's the most accurate as yeah. well. By the way. But the one thing I'm saying, Sam, is that is that they're not obsessed by yeah. passing. Liverpool. Yes, they'll keep the football, yeah. but it's no coincidence that Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson are the major suppliers of chances and goals and their team yes. and that's playing balls in from those wide areas and they don't have six feet six centre forwards and can they have Salah, Mane and Jota what was it Terry Venables yeah. always said Terry always said practice does not make perfect it makes permanent mm. so if you're practicing the wrong things Sam you're permanently Correct. doing the wrong things going forward and that Correct. fits into the example yeah. you just gave us about eight and ten year olds I think well I think Liverpool play through the lines very quickly much yes. quicker than Manchester City Yeah, and I think that's what their, where their entertainment value comes, and you're not. I'm not. I, listen, 
we'd all like to play and have the players Manchester City got. We mm. can play like that, or mm. Liverpool have got. Mm. But when you haven't and you keep trying to do it, when the ball keeps rolling under your fullback's foot <laughs> for a throwing for them, what do you do? <laughs> you carry on to keep doing it. You know, you know what I mean? Or do you no. say, well, just a minute, when you, get, when you get that ball, put it in the channel, and when you're up front, you run in the channel, and then if you can play it into midfield, that's fine, but that's it, keep it simple. But there we go. But, you know, everybody will still keep calling that that old-fashioned. I know, I know. Problem, one of the, do you know what's amazing, Sam? Because we talk about being entertained and enjoying football, but one of the best games that's been touted out, they've said, oh, what a great game that was. It's one of the best we've seen for ages, for years. And recently, Spurs against Liverpool. Down at Tottenham. Yes. You know, that was end-to-end, yeah. -end, yeah. Sam. There was people, they got it forward, it they moved it forward. Didn't just yeah. back it, but they moved yeah. it at pace. There was everything, the intensity in the game, chances created. And all of a sudden, people are going, oh, what a great game. But that used to be the norm. Yeah, Spurs weren't bad Absolutely, at Leicester yeah. either, were they, late on? Sam, on behalf of my mate, and it's really the reason I called you this week, what is wrong with Everton Football Club. <laughs> well, how long have you got? What is wrong with Everton Football Club? You haven't got enough air time for me to tell you what is wrong with Everton Football Club. Well, funny enough, uh, we have. <laughs> I will tell you, it starts at the top. And it's the top has to get itself in order uh, because it still hasn't. You, by and, the top, uh, you mean Mashiri? Uh, all of them. Right. Well, all he's not them. top, is he? Usmanov's Bill, top. Let's be honest. Mishiri, well, Usmanov doesn't do the day-to-day -day running. No, but he provides he just, the funds. He just—it's one of the funders. You know yeah. what I mean? And you can't—you can't blame him. You can't blame Farad for and Usmanov for the money. Yeah, because they found it. What that's is fair. the problem? Is the rest of the rest of the structure has failed? The money that's been spent by the choice of the players. And that has caused uh, huge problems. And because they've decided to change managers constantly, out goes one, in comes a new one. What does he want? He doesn't want that. He wants this and that, that, and so on and so forth. So they've never let anybody plan the way forward, which is what's needed. The structure of the football needs to be planned for one, three and five years mm -hmm. and stay this is the way it goes. But that, that coach must keep winning for the time being to try and get him into a new stadium. But, but everything from the top to the bottom revamped and, and made in, put in the right way and using the right people. I'm not so sure some of the people they're using are not the right people. So that causes conflict between the board, the director of football, the manager or the head coach or, you know, who is it? What are we getting? Who do we want? Where is he? Mm. How do we get him? And that's not... You know that's a big deal, like you mean. So it wasn't big deal it is. wasn't Rafa's fault then. Well, it was his fault because he couldn't get the team that he had getting enough results, like you mean. I, so, but you see, you see, I got results, but it wasn't that once enough either. Mm, no. So <laughs> I, only lost, I only lost two games at all in the entire time I was there, and that was to Manchester United, who finished second, and Man City, who finished first, but that still wants enough. That's you know, not good but, enough for us, son. You know, Sorry, Sam. That, that's what's a sacking for me all day long. <laughs> yeah. How many, how many banners have been up like Rafa saw at Norwich? Yeah. Then I saw one about Martinez um, uh, the, the other day when there was a suggestion that Roberto was coming back. Then I saw somebody dug out the archives, their banner, from the Everton fans saying Martinez get out of our club I think I saw one of them at some stage like you know 
I'd have to ring Moisey, see if he ever saw one as well. Like. <laughs> I, really, think he, so, I think he did, I know, Sam, over that period of time. I know, yeah, I know, yeah. Ronald, Kuhlman, I know Ronald Kuhlman saw one and probably Marco Silva. So you don't, you don't take it personally because it really happens to every manager if you don't do what the Everton fans think you should do. Mm. I don't knock them for that. They've got, they're entitled to do it. But it doesn't help. But who next? Me. Who next? Ferguson? Rooney? Moyes? Me, maybe? You cannot, Moyes? No, Moyes, he won't go back with what he's doing at West Ham. He's got too mm. good a team now. And you, he, like, yeah, but you've managed, so, it, you, you've managed at West Ham as well, Sam, and you know it's a difficult place to, to, to uh, oh, yes, sustain absolutely. Uh, a length of time. Yeah. But there's, like I say, though, but there's a structure at West Ham you can work with that can make you reasonably successful because mm. they've been doing it for so long. The structure's not quite right yet at, um, at Everton, and I think that's a great shame for the expenditure. A new owner comes in and, and it becomes very difficult as the manager or the head coach to survive, if you like, because mm-hmm. they're not sure about how football works. So they take opinions from people perhaps they shouldn't sometimes and act on them. Mm. And you pay the consequences for that. You mean agents? Because as they learn, agents, whoever, yeah, people that they're close to trying to get some... Some, some of their clients in, some of their, I've got a better coach than that one for you, like, you know, you know. so you've got all that. And they can't, honestly, it doesn't matter how good they've been in business, mm-hmm. how many billions that they've got, they cannot, they cannot in, think about even functioning under that world because they've never done it before, but they try and they make mistakes and they, obviously they learn from them as they go on, but... You know, for you, it could be very, very costly. And, and I think that that's just a, an overview that Everton seem to need to take now. So what is our... What, what do we look at from the top? And what about, take it from there. Listen, if I was being really critical about Mo Club, Sam, over the last five or six years, maybe, it would be recruitment. One word you mentioned earlier. It would be recruitment, mm-hmm. having devoted what, over half a billion pounds um, in transfer yeah. fees... Um, I think recruitment has been really, really disappointing um, right across the board. Who, as, as a coach at Everton, are you as a first-team coach there, are you responsible for recruitment or do you just, at the moment, I don't know how Everton works, does the coach buy the players or does he get, or does he get given the players? You get, you participate. Right. You, you participate because you have to... I mean, the way football is at the top level today, it's, it's a worldwide market. You have to go worldwide because the lack of top quality players for the Premier League. So there's not enough top quality players in the British Isles, you know, at all. Yeah, true. For for the Premier League. And that, and there's not enough in Europe now either. So you have to go farther afield and, and, and search the whole world mm-hmm. from, from where... The, where the players come now, that can only be done by great scouting and analysis. Mm-hmm. And analysis and scouting together are limiting your mistakes because you're putting two different applications together. You're putting uh, artificial intelligence along with analysis, along with eyes on the prize, eyes on the player, mm-hmm. and you then make the move. And and that, of course, depends on your results, like you mean. I mean, like me, I can't go through. If I'm at a football club in in uh, late November, early December, I'm relying on the recruitment popping up with some players that I can watch on uh, Scout constantly for hours and hours and hours. 
up until the January, January window comes, and then we go, right, we're going to try for him, 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 him and him. And bringing him in, because you know, I know that the only way I'm going to make this club survive till the end of the season will actually put new players into the team that's going to refresh it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so that's, that's short-term recruitment, very, very risky, but it's the risk you have to take and you need the backing of the board before you go in there to know what the, what you want and what mm. you need. And that's where you get results and that's where you get them out of trouble. Mm. Didn't happen at West Brom, obviously. But nearly. You know, in the end, we just, just nearly just weren't good enough to get the wins. Yeah. But we got better, but not quite good enough, you know. So, so it can be done that way. But the longer term, like an Everton, mm-hmm. Everton was, was about planning, me planning to go into the new stadium as well as as well as doing doing the job I was initially brought in to do, which was get them safe, and then where do we go from there? And then, oh. uh, then unfortunately, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. History no. tells For us some reason. through the exit door, Sam. So right. I, I, I think in talking, you've answered my last question, which is if you get the call again, November, December, you'll take it. You'll take another one. Oh, yes. Well, it depends who it is. I mean, yeah. but, you know, I mean, I don't want... I'll have to really... Hope that uh, look at the situation and think that they've got a real chance. Mm. You know what I mean, and and uh, of survival. But uh, yeah, it would be it would be okay because you know when the when you're actively been in management as long as me, you miss it. You yeah. miss yeah. it a lot. Yeah, you know? it would do. So, and and uh, and of course, everybody knows it's short term for me now, which is which is fine. Everton was supposed to be the one that was going to be long term again, yeah. but that didn't that, that didn't work. But short term, fine. In do the job see where we go from there suits us Sam I mean I have to say it's always been the case for us down the years a long term injury or a sacking was always very good news because we got a guest for the following weekend <laughs> yes, so. we that was a that was a, that was a yeah uh, very we, good we do very wish good. you well do wish you well my friend thank you for thank talking you. to us thanks Sam. big man um, it, were it possible we'd bring you out for this weekend but of course our, as I mentioned earlier our yeah. Covid restrictions Sam yeah. are a little more sensible than they are maybe elsewhere in this country. so <laughs> oh, hopefully well, we shall see See you soon. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, big man. Hopefully. Bye. Cheers, Sam. Thanks, Thank Sam. You. Take Cheers. care of yourself. Bye. Bye. I shall always stand shoulder to shoulder. Well, not quite shoulder to shoulder because he's no, bigger than me. Bigger than yeah. <laughs> as, near, as near to shoulder to shoulder as I can with Sam Allardyce, Andy, who I think has been a phenomenon down the years. Brilliant. A, a great guy as well. He's really good. Man. I'd put him in somewhere now with a Rooney. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I see what I mean. Or a Fergie. Yeah, he's at that age now, Sam, isn't he? Yeah. He could, he could do that. Just come and help. And he's such a good lad. Yeah. Such a football man. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be terrific for someone uh, that way. So thanks again, big fella. Yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, I, I repeat once again, uh, your smart speaker will pick us up. You can, uh, I know, Andy, now you have one. So, I have. Uh, yes. Just ask it to play Keys and Grey, the podcast, mm-hmm. and follow us, if you wish, on Insta and Twitter um, at Keys and Grey Pod, A-N-D, Keys and Grey Pod. Uh, we shall be here next week, I'm told, with a special guest. Ooh. Yeah, DJ's threatening. Is he threatening? We'll see you next week. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.